0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Client Podcast, the show for coaches and experts who want consistent high-paying clients. It's for those coaches and experts who are tired of the complex automations, they're tired of the hair-raising tech, they're tired of the convoluted funnels, they just want simplicity. If that's you, the 15-Minute Client Podcast is for you. Hey, this is Luke Charlton here and welcome back to the 15-Minute Client Podcast. Very excited to have you here on this beautiful Friday morning. And in today's podcast, I have a very special episode for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it's the 300th episode of the 15-Minute Client Podcast. And also, I am celebrating 10 years as a coach. Well, 10 years in business. I technically became a certified coach. I started my coach certification in 2012. That finalized at the beginning of 2013. And um, then I went to London. I moved to London to start my coaching business. So, technically, as a paid coach, (laughs) although I didn't get paid much in the beginning, which I'll talk about in a bit, like, you know, trying to grow my business in business for 10 years. So, what I wanted to do in this episode was go over some of the lessons. That kind of just you know just do a bit of a riff and go over some of the lessons that I've learned over that time to impart on you to be you know to help you become a successful coach. So what I'll do is I'll we'll start right at the beginning, shall we? So as I mentioned, I uh, started ten years ago. I moved to London in, in end of July two thousand thirteen, and um, I. Basically had never had one paying client. <laughs> I had other clients that had, yes. as I said, in, in my coaching certification that, that were kind of like free pro bono type clients that I'd used to get practice and get my actual life coach certification, but I'd never had a paying client before. And so I was pretty naive as to what I thought I could achieve in London. I thought it would be a lot easier to get clients than, than what it was. I think I, I had one paying client in the, in that. Time twelve month period that I was over in London. Some of that that couple of months was in the US as well in Pennsylvania. But yeah, I I really um, struggled in that in that that first twelve months. And one of the biggest reasons why is because I wasn't really an expert in anything. I had I had done personal training certification. I had had some personal training experience, and I actually went over to London as, as a health coach. So I'd I'd been working out for a long time, I had some pretty good knowledge on health and wellness and fitness. And that's why I wanted to become a health coach. But as I said, I hadn't had any real like case studies or success stories. So to the market, I didn't look like, I mean, I really wasn't, you know, an expert. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I, you know, the first lessons that I can impart on any coach here is, is that You know, to be a successful coach, you have to be an expert. And I don't want to discourage those coaches just getting started. In fact, I want to give you a strategy on how to accelerate your success. But if you go into the world of, you know, wanting to sell three, four, five, 10, $25,000 coaching programs or higher, people are only going to make those investments if they can see that you're an expert. And if you've got like absolutely no case studies or you haven't really proven yourself at all as a as a coach, then it's going to be hard for you to sell those, those types of packages. Okay, so one of the things that I did, and this was a bit serendipitous, and I, I've mentioned this before, but if I had my time again, if I started right from the beginning, and the first thing that I would do, ironically, is I wouldn't actually become a coach, is I would... I would go work for someone who I admired, learn from them, learn like as in a coach, right? So learn, go work for them, whatever position in their company that you would like to be. It could be a, a setter, it could be a salesperson, it could be one of their coaches, right? Um, so you're learning their methodology you're getting coached by them for free. You're seeing how a successful coaching business is run, and they're paying you for the they're paying you for the privilege of that. And that's what I did, as I mentioned before, with Jason Hornung's agency. Uh, about two thousand fifteen. I made the decision after many failed organic marketing strategies. Actually, I had one successful LinkedIn one, but then LinkedIn changed their policies overnight and it just destroyed the strategy. It didn't work overnight. So I'm like, I hate this. I need to learn paid advertising. And I bought Jason Hornung's course, which led me to seeing a post in his private Facebook coaching group saying, hey, I'm hiring you know, media buyers. And I applied to work with him. And out of about 50 people, I got the gig. And so I went from spending 20 bucks a day on ads to like, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars a month, literally overnight, I just got thrown in the deep end on a bunch of client accounts. And I learned very quickly how to run paid ads. And, and most importantly, I was working alongside Jason every day, uh, learning that from someone who'd already spent, I don't know, I think about that said she'd already spent about $30 million on that. So he was very proficient and he was like a real expert. So my expertise on paid advertising went from zero to like, you know, the top one percent of media buyers very very quickly and then from there i was able now I was a real expert and i had met a lot of people i had that actually led me to writing ads for people like bob proctor and mike dillard and neil patel and because that's who jason's clients were and and then i got a lot of credibility from that right and i started using that in my own bios and everything and then i went out and started my own agency left jason and Clients naturally were attracted to me because I had great experience. I was at that stage a real expert. So one of the biggest lessons, again, if I had this from the start, ironically, I wouldn't go out on my own and become a. I mean, I actually, by the way, sorry, I was still working on my own marketing campaigns while working with Jason, and and that's something that you can still do. Like, sure, still try and get coaching clients if you go and work for someone else. That's fine. But my main focus, if I started again would be to find someone that I admired, like a that I looked up to and go work for them. And I would literally just knock on their door. It's like, that's, I think the stories in Think and Grow Rich where there's that guy that wanted to work with Thomas Edison. He just like bought a, he, he left everything at his home. He bought a train ticket, showed up on his door with like just the bag on his his suitcase or whatever and I think it was Thomas Edison, and he just said, I'm coming to work for you because he he admired him, and he basically just, just knocked on his door until he got a job working for him. So that's what you do. Just If they don't have a job, just keep knocking on the door saying, one of the things, and I've said this before, it is so hard for entrepreneurs to find motivated employees, like pl- employees that are passionate about working for them. You you have not like sure we can we can in- find employees, but employees that want to work with you, that believe in your mission, that will do the extra mile, that will work overtime, and they won't you know they won't care. They'll just they just love what they do. So extremely extremely rare. So if you knock on, you know, on your favorite coach's door and said, "I want to work with you," I don't whatever position you got, I look up to you. I want to learn from you. I'm coming to work from you. If they say, no, sorry, we don't have any, just, hey, next week, hey, you got a position, you got a position, you got a position, you will get hired. That is one of the key secrets of, of success is just persistence and also that little insight, knowing that it's very hard for entrepreneurs to find motivated employees. Anyway, that's what I would do. I would go learn from my favorite coach and learn the ins and outs of their business. And you will get a lot of expertise and credit, credibility. And then you can use that to start attracting clients. So now you're a real expert. It's much easier to then, and you'll build a network as well. You'll meet a lot of other amazing clients through that person's you know that that mentor coaching company and you'll create a great network to then leverage when you do go out on your own it sounds like by working for someone else you're taking a step backward because i understand like you know as a coach you're thinking well I don't want to work for someone else I want to work on well myself and I, well as I said you I mean you can do that it's actually going to take you longer you're going to learn so much valuable knowledge working for someone else in their coaching business success so as successful business looking at the ins and outs and not only looking at what they do well but what they do not so great. And so you can, you know, run when you go to run your own coaching business company, if you want to grow up that big with employees, you'll know how to run it more effectively because you've seen what's good and bad about that person's company. So that's the first big lesson that I learned is like, I struggled to get clients in the beginning because I wasn't a real expert. And that's really how it should be. Like people shouldn't be, shouldn't have been spending money with me right at the beginning because I wasn't a real expert. But here's the thing I, and this is the next lesson, I was passionate about, I really actually loved what I do because what I did and I still do because I loved learning and I loved, particularly what I fell in love with was the marketing and sales side of things. And that's where I started transitioning away from a health and wellness coach to more of a more of a business coach. Even then I had not much credibility, right? But I was diving into books, learning copywriting, learning marketing, learning sales. And I was very um, focused on up on um, on upskilling myself. So one of the one of the things that, for whatever reason, I don't know why this is, even though I really struggled for the first few years, literally earning I don't know, probably till two thousand fifteen, earning maybe a couple of thousand dollars a month. It wasn't wasn't really that much. Is I I saw my this path as a coach as not as something I'm going to test. I whatever reason never saw it as like oh i'm just going to try this and if it doesn't work out i'm going to go to a full time job i never ever saw it as that it was just like this is just what i do it was kind of like my identity and i think um for the coaches that succeed they 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 see it similarly it's the, like you know quitting and going to get a full time job is is never is never an option it's just like that's this is who they are so if you get into coaching if you Treat it like that, like this is your career, like there's no other option for you, there's no other path, then, then you will be successful. There's no other way. Now, yes, there's a few things you have to do, which I'll talk about in this episode. I've actually already said one of those principles is to go learn from someone else. But if you see it as your career and... Because you know, a lot of people get into coaching and they say, oh, wow, I can earn 50K a month, 100K a month. It's like, yeah, you can earn that much money if you're a real expert and you stick with it for like 10 years and you work in the trenches day in, day out. Most people are not willing to do that unless you see this as your as your career, as your identity, this is this is this is who you are. So that is that is critical. That's the next lesson. Is I mentioned this before, but at one stage when I came back from London, I did get a side gig in a in a bar, right, just to to, to pay back my debt and to take the stress off my shoulders. I go, so I worked there like from it was about like five and five till ten at night. I don't know about three or four times a week. And then during the day I was growing my coaching business. So yes, I got side gigs to and that's one of the things um that Jason's agency helped me with was get some extra cash flow so I could still continue to grow my business, learn from him. That was great. Learning from um having that that cash flow coming in is um but yeah i i I never saw Jason or this working in a in a bar as my career It's just like something that supported my main focus which was the coaching right now the next the next big so that's the next so the first one is i you know i learn from a mentor or ideally work for them the next the next big lesson is to um see your coaching business as as your career now the third big lesson and I just mentioned it there is to have some cash flow now i've I've spoken to many coaches over the years that at once or even a lot of coaches listening to this, you know, you're on the up and down roller coaster. I've been there where some months you'll get, you know, you you have a 10K month. The next month is like $2,000. You're like, holy crap. And that is really, really stressful. I was there for many, many years. And so one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give you is find you, you need a way to bring in consistent cash flow. And again, if that's getting a side gig working for someone else or working in the bar or doing some other, um, yeah, some other side gig to pay your bills while you build your coaching business. That was one of the best things that I ever did was to do that side gig in the bar. Then after that, I, I quit there and then started working with Jason. His was only like a couple in two three hours a day, which allowed me to get cash flow, pay my bills, pay the rent, and really just slow down and focus on getting better, not just stressed every single month. I know what that's like, and it really sucks. So, if your coaching business is not bringing consistent cash flow, and again, I know that's the goal. If it's not, find a way to do that because it's going to take, it's going to help you make better decisions for your business. Like people, when you're struggling for cash flow and you've, you're in a lot of debt or whatever it is, when you have no money, you make really, really dumb decisions. Okay. (laughs) There's a guy getting undressed in front of me. I'm at the beach and he's totally naked in front of me. So. Like, I don't think he knows that. I'm sitting in the car recording this <laughs> podcast because it's cold outside and I don't think he knows that I'm here. Anyway, didn't think I'd be seeing that this morning. Anyway, <laughs> I, don't where, I don't even know where I was. God, I have to get that out of my mind now. Ah, all right. So yeah, have a way to bring in some consistent cash flow to take that stress off your shoulders. It it is. You, then you make better decisions. Uh, for your business, the other reason why you want consistent cash flow—this is the next lesson in um in this podcast—is because I'm a big believer in. As you no, know, and if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm a big believer in paid advertising. If you look at the top coaches, seven, eight-figure coaches, ninety-five percent or more of them are running paid ads. Right? Why? Why is that? Because that's that's the only way to scale. But I recommend doing it in the beginning. There's a caveat to that, which I'll tell you in a second. I recommend doing that in the, in the beginning, running paid ads right at the beginning of a coaching business because it allows you to test your method very, very quickly, very, very quickly to know like what offer is, isn't, isn't working versus organic traffic where like you do a podcast interview or whatever, or you get someone to promote, you have a Facebook group and there's like three people that read your message and like what, you know, one person opts in and it's like, well, is, is my lead magnet working? I don't really know. Cause I only had like one person opt in. Like, you don't, is it, is it that, that I just don't have enough traffic? That's the problem. Or is it my, like, w- you know, you don't have enough people coming through your funnel to know whether your message is working or not. It's so inconsistent. So by spending money on paid ads, you can test your message very quickly, so that's that's an, another lesson there is to run paid advertising. But yeah, you need consistent cash flow for that to take the stress off and go. Oh yeah, I'm I'm fine with spending fifty dollars a day on ads because I'm I'm doing this side gig that's bringing in you know five grand a month or whatever it is, and um, I, I'm okay with spending that extra to test my message. I'm not stressed about that. You don't want to be running paid ads when you're stressed for money. Okay, you don't, that's not a good position that you want to be in. You want to be running paid ads when you've got consistent cash flow coming in and you're happy to spend 50 bucks a day to test your message. And if it doesn't come back right away, that's okay, right? You're, you're earning money elsewhere. You're, you know, you're, you're anyway, you're elsewhere. Now, I, the caveat to running paid ads, another lesson that I was fortunate enough to have, I had some bad mentors, but Jason was a great mentor. And, um, I guess because I was burned so many times by bad mentors, <laughs> by the time I got to Jason, I was kind of doing, I was a bit more diligent with who I chose to invest in, kind of figured out how to pick a good mentor. But if you run paid ads, you want to do it with someone by your side. Do not go it alone. You will spend thousands and thousands of dollars on ads that, you know, you'll be wasting money basically. Work with someone that has had that experience. And and when I say work with someone, don't join some guru program where there is You know, where there's 500 people, or whatever it is, 50 or 20 people, and you get 10 minutes of access to the to the guru. Like they need to be able to dive into your offer. As I've said it many times on this podcast before, they need to review your offer and go into depth. They need to show you how to research your market. They need to help you position that offer correctly. They need to be able to review your your funnel copy, like the VSL, whatever type of funnel that you're using. So then they go in depth, and to do that, you need to work with them one-on-one they just don't have the time to do that in a group coaching program and especially one of those guru programs where you don't actually get put with an expert you get put with like one of their understudies which if they were a real expert they'd be running their own business right so um, that's that's the thing with with paid up with running paid ads it's a very rare and in-demand skill Okay, and the reason why it's in demand is because if you make paid ads work, it's just like you know a dollar in, five dollars out. It's it's extremely lucrative. So it's worth investing one like if you, if you actually look at it that way, it's like okay, I'm going to invest whatever it is, twenty five thousand for this to work one on one with this great paid advertising coach, thirty grand, forty grand, whatever it is, and I'm going to work with them by them by their side, and I'm going to make this I'm going to make this convert right because I know that if I make a convert I can you now that 40 grand is absolutely nothing in the lot you know the grand scheme of things. I can run this funnel for the next you know five years, getting back 40 50, 100k a month every month for five years. So it's the ROI is is worth it if you, Invest with the right person and if you work with them one-on-one so they can do their due diligence and go through your research, your your offer, your copy, help you with the copy, like really handhold you through that process. If it's just a group program where you don't really get much time with the expert, honestly, I probably, like if you're experienced in, in marketing and sales, then yeah, sure, go ahead and do it. Right. You don't need that much help. But if you're kind of just getting into paid advertising, you don't have you know, sales and marketing is not your strong suit, then you need to work much more closely with it with a mentor. Now for me, like I can literally take a because of my skills, I can just go through a course, some guru's course, and I can I can make it work for me because I've been doing this for ten years, and I can look oh, that's how they that's how they write the copy this way, oh yeah I understand and that's kind of like what I did with Cole Gordon's program. His program was quite expensive for the one that I invested in when I say expensive, I mean it wasn't. Expense. It was a good investment because I got a great ROI. But most of my the learnings that I got were in his course, and I went through the course multiple times. And I understood, oh, that's how you know. I understood, okay, that's how he sells on the phone, and this is how he pitches, and this is how he asks the questions. And because of my experience, I all I had to do was basically go through his course. I did get some good feedback coaching from one of his understudies. Just on a few of my coaching calls. I think we had a two two or three just coaching calls. Other than that, most of what I learned was just going through his course. And because I had that skill set already in place from sales and doing, you know, already had been done like well over a thousand sales calls and over the last 10 years and um, my copywriting experience, I could pick it up very, very quickly. I didn't really need that coach, although he did help me with a few great insights. Temple, if you're listening, but. Um, but in the day, yeah, most of my loans was from the course. And I can do that. Like I can get a lot of value from a course because I already had a lot of foundational experience. For most coaches wanting to run paid ads, I wouldn't recommend to buy a course and just try and use that to be successful. It's not going to happen. You need to work with a mentor. I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to come and work with me, but I'm telling you the principle is, is working with a mentor. That's number one. Running paid ads. Is number two is is key if you want to be successful, if you want to scale as a coach. You don't, you don't have to, you can do referral strategies, you can get other people to promote you. I prefer the organic strategies, like this podcast, for example, as something to do after paid advertising. Once you've got, once you're getting, that's another great thing with paid ads, it brings in consistent clients like clockwork. And you can look at the numbers, you know, you know that for every $100, you're going to get an appointment, right? So I'd spend $100, I get an appointment, and you know for every $300, you're going to get a new client. That's the great thing. It's consistent, it's scalable. And then once you're, and then it helps you test your message and then once that's done you've got your paid ads you know system working then you can add in organic like you know a podcast then you can do jvs you can do a facebook group i prefer to do those after because that's kind of like cream on the top that free traffic and and the thing with organic is it's a long-term play okay it's a a long like this podcast any podcast like. Lewis House says this, you know, if you start a podcast, especially in today's age, because there's so many podcasts out there, it's like a minimum two-year commitment just to see if, you know, you get any traction, like literally two years. So I'm only halfway through that with this podcast, been going for a little bit over a year. And yeah, it, it takes a long, and I would say probably even longer than that, right? It's a long, it's a long burn. All right, what else? This is probably the hardest principle to implement, but probably the most powerful of of them. And that is, and this is what most, why most people don't succeed. I would say, is because most people want instant gratification. They want to get to the 50K a month. They want to get it within, within three months or six months, right? They don't go, okay, it, what if I told you you could get to 50K a month, but it's, you're going to have to be working for 10 years as a coach before you get there. Would you do it? I don't know. I don't think most people would. For me, I, I would in the beginning. I, I I would have said absolutely because, as I said before, I saw coaching as my career path. Like this is just what I do. This is my identity. I, I really enjoy it. So, okay, if it takes me 10... 10 years to get to 50K a month, that's that's fine for me. But that's where that's where I think if you treat it as your career, not just as a way to make lots of money, you will have the patience to get to whatever, where is thirty, it is, 30, 40, 50, 100K per month. Yes, it'd be nice to get to 30K, 40K, 50K a month in the next next six months. But what if it takes longer? Are you willing to have that patience? Because for the coaches that do, look at the ones at the top. Look at the ones at the top all of your favorite coaches they did not get to you know overnight success to say like overnight, you know, three six months, earning like 100k a month. If it happens, it's extremely 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 rare. Most coaches, it took them years and years and years to get to the level that they're at. But we only see their ads on social media. We only see this, you know, their success. We don't see what it took to get there. And that's why there's this, you know, in our industry, unfortunately, there's a big misconception about what it takes to be successful. It takes you to be a real expert. It takes years of dedication. It takes being persistent. And above all, it takes being patient and being okay with not being at 30 40 50k 100k a month within the next even 12 months right but if you have if you follow the some of the principles and teachings that i've shared in this podcast and my other episodes and you have the patience then you will get there okay now the final the final principle that i will share with you to be successful is a bit bit more tangible and that is to become a student of marketing and sales. As a coach, you are a business owner. Okay, it's kind of like the the dentist or the accountant. It's like they they become a dentist or an accountant. They run their own business, but and they just want to do the dentistry, right? They just like that's all they're passionate. About. They don't want to run a business. They don't want employees. Well, it's kind of like I'm sorry, but that's what you got yourself into. You you running a business, and so that comes a lot. What comes with that is not only delivering your service as a dentist or a an, account, an accountant. Same for coaches, right? It doesn't come just come with you coaching. I know you love to coach, and that's why you do that's what you're passionate about. But as a business owner, you have marketing and sales to and, and other parts of your business like the admin and stuff and have hiring employees, leadership. If if you don't like that stuff, just become an employee, just work for someone else as a coach. It's it's pretty straightforward. But we want to be a business owner because we have a lot of more freedom and we can earn a lot more as a business owner, right? So but with that comes marketing and sale. Now the now the, the way that I look at marketing and sales is not like, oh, it's another topic Another, it's not, I don't look at it as a, another area of, yeah, another topic, I guess, area of study that is separate to your actual offer, right? Or your actual program. All marketing and sales is, is explaining your passion, right? In a way where the market understands almost like why you're passionate about it, right? So the reason why coaches struggle, and I've said this before, is like the curse of coaching knowledge is because we are so, struggle with marketing and sales, is because we are so deep in our topic. You know, we've been studying at whatever it is, three, four, five, ten 10 years. And we start to get, when we start, when we communicate with prospects, we go right to the depths of our knowledge and expertise. And that overwhelms prospects and they don't get it. Right there but if you actually think back to your own journey of becoming a of becoming an expert in your topic you didn't start in the depths you actually learned really simple basic concepts and then you as you learn more you got deeper and deeper and deeper into your topic so you actually started off as a layman learned basic concepts and, and then dove in from there and that's how you have that's what all marketing and sales is is kind of like going back is is having the ability to go back to, to explain why your methodology is better than all the other methodologies in layman terms. Here's why mine is best. And here's why, here are the benefits that you get. And explaining it where they get their big aha and go, oh my gosh, yes, this is the one, this is the uh, weight loss system that I want to use. This is the marketing funnel that I want to use because this coach has explained it to me in a way where I understand, I get the benefits, I get why this is better and I'm excited, right? That's all marketing and sales is explaining. It's not separate from your program or your offer it's it's a part of it it's just it's just explaining in a much simpler way and a lot of experts have troubles doing this and that's why they hire someone like myself because I have the skill set to be able to explain the coach's offer in a way where the market understands it and gets it and goes, yes, I, I, I want to learn more about this. I want to opt into this webinar or I want to jump on a sales call to learn about this methodology and, and about this program and hear this what this coach has to say because this sounds like a very compelling solution to my problem. So marketing, when I say become a master of marketing and sales, or a student of marketing and sales, it is simply to describe what may what's what you know like, you know, your offer is transformational, you know, your offer is amazing. And it's just, it's giving you the skills to communicate that to your prospect so they understand. So every time you dive into a marketing sales, copywriting book, that's all you're doing. You're learning techniques to explain it in a way where your prospect gets it. They understand what makes it so, what makes your methodology so powerful, right? So that's when you approach marketing sales, put it in that context. And every every new technique that you learn, it's like, oh, that's gonna that's an awesome way to explain what I do. Yes, that's a great benefit that I can talk to them about. All right? So that's how I see marketing sales. And that's really, I mean, that's what I do, right? That's that's my skill set is marketing and sales. So I can talk about how powerful it is. But I believe every coach needs to become a student of marketing and sales. Even you're gonna hire someone in the future, you need to know what what marketing messages work for your offer in your market. That way, when you bring on employees to do it for you, you can look at their copy. Or well, they're messaging and go, that's not going to work. No, my, my market doesn't respond to that because of LMNAP. I've already tried that before. This works better. right? So you you need to know your market and your message inside out before you bring on employees. It, otherwise, it's just the blind leading the blind. So for that reason, you, it's almost like you have to do it. But I'm trying to reframe it for you to show you that it's actually not st- – the study of marketing and sales and copyright is not separate from your expertise. It's actually a part of it. It's just explaining it much more simply so the market gets it. Okay. So those are some of the key – The key big lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years, I mean, theres you listen back to this podcast, there's many, many more, but those are the ones that kind of came to the top of my head, thought were valuable to share on my 300th episode and uh, 10 years in business. Okay, so with that being said, if you're getting value out of this podcast, I think if you go ahead and subscribe, if you're not subscribed yet to the 15-Minute Climb Podcast, just go to whatever platform you're listening to this on, be it Spotify, iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe because I podcast regularly and I'll be doing more for the probably many more years to come. (laughs) All right, so this is Luke signing off. Go ahead and subscribe and I'll see you next episode. See you then. Cheers.